I've had Dane Edelman on the show once before where we were talking about uh, an introduction to rock wool. And today he's back with a little different tilt. We're talking about Dan's perfect wall assembly for any climate. So something that I think will be of interest to many of you. And just a reminder, Dan works for Rockwell. He's also um, a building science enthusiast, knows a ton about the space. So he's one of the better people that we could have on the show to impart some of this knowledge. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Pleasure to have you, Dan. So today we're going to be talking about uh, the perfect wall assembly, which you say works fantastic in every climate. Plus, uh, plus we're going to cover a few of the kind of latest building innovations, which I think would be nice, knowing that uh, uh, it's been a pretty shitty year, and so it'd be nice to kind of cover some some positive stuff. So, uh, on that, I'm going to turn it over to you and, and let you run with this. Yeah, so thank you, Jared. Uh, my name's Dan Edelman. I'm the uh, key account manager for Rockwell Insulation. Really just working with builders, uh, insulation contractors, and residential architects all around the country. Uh, so I do a lot of building science from northern climates to southern climates. And I just wanted to kind of go over a little bit of the trends that I'm seeing, personally seeing, when I'm out there. Uh, well, now virtually out there but still you know, hearing a lot about some of these trends going on. Uh, on the screen right now, you see Matt Reisinger along with uh, the perfect wall system. And one of the trends that I've been seeing the most of is actually using you know, vapor open and airtight with rock wool insulation. So I'm gonna go ahead and get started. So three of the top trends that I'm really noticing out there, number one, by all, by, you know, it's going to be energy efficiency and just the utilization of continuous insulation, or as Matt Reisinger says, outsulation. So it's really just protecting all your thermal bridging. And when we start looking at energy efficiency, I know that the perception has always been that the northern states lose more uh, heat loss. But really, if we look at the southern market, too, and you have to cool a home, it's really just energy loss. So the more energy, it's not only the, the production of the material, but also what's going into the environment from, you know, after you build this house. And if you could make it more energy efficient, it's going to be definitely more, more helpful for the environment, more sustainable. And that's kind of what gets me into my next one was sustainability and finding products that, you know, are from this earth, that are natural fibers, uh, that aren't made out of petroleum-based products and use a lot less energy to come to basically what it gets to being in your wall. Uh, the next one is indoor air quality. And that one really is, you know, we start looking, talking about mold and mildew and trapping moisture. And that's where the vapor open concept really starts coming in is, you know, we always look at these older homes and yeah, they were able to breathe and dry out very quickly, which is why they're still standing and there's no mold or mildew or issues with the indoor air quality, but they were also not very energy efficient. So when we start looking at combining these two or all three of these, you know, we could start looking at other uh, pieces 
of, of other trends. And the first one is just designed airspaces to improve durability of that wall assembly. So one of the biggest issues when you start closing in all these walls, making them super air and vapor tight is, you know, you're going to have a reduction of uh, dry drying potential of that assembly. So by just designing airspaces, and this is, these are three different stucco designs. And I know that's a, that's a big uh, cladding for, for the Texas market. So there's three different ones. You could do a cement board approach. You could use um, like a, a Delta vent kind of product or other, you know, synthetic, you know, basically just ventilation is the best thing. It's going to help with the durability of your stucco or your siding, your cladding. And it's also going to help with the drying potential of your wall assembly and the reduction of any kind of mold or mildew there. Uh, that's where we get into, you know, vapor open air tight. And when you start looking at vapor open products, you're looking at every product that's throughout that entire wall assembly. So starting at the, at the cladding, but if you, again, if you have that designed airspace, that cladding could be a zero perm rating and that's fine. Then you have your airspace and then you start with like a comfort board 80. And what this product really does, it's vapor open. It goes from, you know, anywhere from about 30 perm rating up to about 90. So it's very vapor open. So if there is moisture that does start uh, occurring naturally in your wall cavity, it's able to dry the way that your wall wants to breathe. So instead of saying, okay, we're going to put a vapor barrier on the inside or the outside, and now it has to dry outward or inward by just having a completely vapor open, but airtight uh, assembly is really important there. So in the picture that just popped up, that's uh, John Strubb's uh, home, and you could see the air tightness, and that what also gets into design continuity. So continu continuity between all these layers. So you have your perfect wall system, uh, which really goes over, you know, your your air your water control layer, which is by far the most important control layer. Then you have your air control layer. And that again, that's going to be your blower door test layer. You know, that's what's not allowing that air to come through. If you're sitting next to a window, you know, it's more comfortable. And one of the things I've been hearing, Jared, is that, you know, people move more frequently now than they ever have. And the main reason is because of indoor comfort, whether air quality or seasonal, you know, with the temperature. So if you can make a home that is more comfortable for that, uh, homeowner, they're going to stay there that much longer. And it's really, you know, how do, what, but, you know, what do we do with these transitions and keeping it, uh, continuous, uh, you know, looking also at building products that are less water sensitive. Uh, and I think that's something that Rockwell really shares has a great story. It's made out of rock. It's the earth's crust. Uh, it's, you know, basically melted down, whipped into fibers. We add a little bit of an oil-based binder. And what that does, it really sheds water really quickly. And then of course, fire resistance. And as we kind of get more into the wooey, the wildfire or wildlife inter urban interface areas, and with the plague of fire that we've had in, you know, states like Texas, Utah, Colorado, and California, you know, we start having this very fire resistant product that now is continuous around the entire exterior of your home. So in terms of fire safety and being in that dwelling, not hopefully you're not in the dwelling during it, but if something like paradise happens, you know, and you have to leave, evacuate very quickly, you know, it gives you more time. 
to really evacuate from the from the area. And then really, you know, if you want, starting from the ground up, I know in the southern market, typically you're doing slab on grade foundations. One of the biggest things for using rock wool insulation for slab on grade uh, is the contact, the surf, the the ground contact and being naturally termite resistant. It is a rock product. Termites do not like rock. So the way you see it here, and this is a builder in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, LG squared. And what they do is they used to have to cover this, the foam with another termite membrane. So the termites wouldn't be really getting into the material, but with this, you leave it as is. Also, again, with the water repellents, you don't need to worry about, but that problem. If it does get wet, uh, it's going to actually shed very quickly. So especially in a vertical fashion like this photo really shows, you're not going to have any water in there. And what product is that for the insulated slabs? So you could use Comfort Board 80, Comfort Board 110. Uh, if you're looking at the compression of it, you're going to have zero compression up to about 12 inches with a five inch slab poured on top of that. And then again, when we start working our way up the home, there's a lot of different transitions. So it depends. There's new construction, there's retrofitting. And, you know, when you look at, you know, like this photo on the left, you could see that it starts at the bottom and it just goes all the way up. You have a little flashing, uh, a Z-bend flashing that basically just kicks any water that did occur above and it gets it right to the ground. And that's, again, your continuity. The photo on the right is more of a retrofit. So if you're already buried, you know, if you have like a crawl space per se, you know, you can insulate the inside of that uh, foundation. And as we kind of move up to the wall now, you know, you have your, your vapor open products on the interior, you have your vapor open products on the exterior. And if you're going the route of continuous insulation, if not just adding a simple vented rain screen on the exterior, right on top of your, your house wrap or using the ventilation as your house wrap, I think that's gonna really drastically just improve the durability of your home, but maybe not necessarily the energy efficiency of that. Uh, but simple furring strips, vinyl siding is a naturally very vented cladding to begin with. So a lot of air movement occurs back there. You're not gonna have a lot of bugs or insects living in that channel because there is such a great movement from the stack effect when you start looking at the, the furring strips. Um, and then the drying potential of that furring strip. I think the drying potential of rock wool along with a ventilated rain screen system and the fire resistance, the termite resistance, the all the other traits of rock wool, it's really just a really good system. And then as we kind of move up to the attic, uh, you know, you could just put the bats right down in your attic, uh, higher the better. And again, I know code, for climate zone one and two is only about an R30, but the more that you put up there and make sure it's airtight, the more energy you're saving. It's not so much heat loss or, you know, heat gain even. Uh, it's going to be just energy consumption and you're going to save a lot of energy by properly air sealing. And that's when we could talk more about, you know, the, uh, the better house wraps because that's going to be your airtight layer at, at your house wrap layer. And then you could see we have a cathedral ceiling design. Now in the south, you could put the bats right up against the, uh, the plywood, your roof deck, so you don't need that ventilation. 
because that's really that ventilation in the north is needed just for condensation reasons. Uh, but there is also a design on the far right that will have your continuous insulation on the exterior meet up with your continuous insulation on top of the roof. And again, Comfort Board 80 is the product to use on top of a roof deck as long as it's going to be a pitched roof. We also make products like Top Rock, and that's going to be for flat roofs. Uh, that's going to be a, a little more tricky to get the availability of that material, but typically for a flat roof, it's a larger commercial building and you're going to be, you know, needing quite a bit of that. And then all in all, the entire home, you know, can be completely encapsulated with a cocoon of insulation and properly air sealed during all the transitions that will really just help you keep your comfort and your uh, you know, family's security and safety in mind. Going back to the drainage plane, do you, uh, you have a preference for fern strips over some of the other drainage mats? Um, I think they all work great. I think that the drainage mats themselves are going to help in terms of if you do have like wildfires or moisture sensitivities uh, obviously the wood over time could degrade, but really with the amount of airflow you get back there, it's not going to make a difference. Uh, if you're doing like a stucco kind of finish, that's when I, I like the drainage mats a little, a little better. Okay. And I know, uh, Matt Reisinger also has a really good stucco video, uh, that basically shows that kind of, uh, that application with the drainage mat. So I think, I think the main question in my mind right now, it's something I've been exploring is I wonder if, if you uh, have any systems that you recommend that you've seen post COVID that can help building occupants, homeowners respond to some of the, some of the threats, some of the pathogens that we now are, uh, more concerned about anything that you've seen that you think we should be putting into our, our homes right now? Um, so the, the things that I really see are more on the HVAC side. I've seen some like ultraviolet light uh, products that are getting installed into the, the main trunk of the outtake. Yeah. And it really just kills any kind of bacteria that is in the air. I work with a builder that also uh, does a lot with indoor air quality and because he lived in an unhealthy home. And I think just, you know, kind of picking the brain of other builders like that, I think is definitely a great avenue. Okay. I'd like to talk to him, by the way. If I could definitely get him on for, up, yeah. get him on for a, an episode because I want to explore a little bit more about kind of indoor air quality at mm -hmm. this point. Was his issue mold? Uh, his issue was, I think it was definitely mold. It was the wall assembly uh -huh. and it was, uh, I want to say it was all the formaldehyde and all the other, uh, nastiness basically that's yeah. in the carpeting, in the furniture, the way they sanded the drywall. I mean, the way he's building now is, uh, I think it's like dustless construction. He calls wow. it. So yeah. It's what part of the neat. country is he in? He's in Minnesota. Okay. So up there, you know, you have 
mold just like you guys do in the south but it's just yeah. on the other side of the wall so you know we, we've been exploring the the uv packages right now in fact we may be putting them in for the first time in some of our homes okay right now i wanted to learn a little bit more about the you know the real efficacy of them whether whether they really do as advertised he stands by them i know really? he, he sells one that's uh, a halo he's also a distributor for uh indoor air quality and water quality uh substrates or products yeah uh, but he uses the halo one and okay. even for my own home you know i have a house built 130 years ago and we went ahead and we tightened it up and i'm really looking at just improving the indoor air quality i want to look at you know yep. seeing if there's any kind of measuring devices first and then seeing if i need to do anything cool i mean i think that's probably following the 80 20 rule i think that's probably that that one thing you can do that might have the most impact if for the people who are worried about, you know, pathogen exposure in the air in their home, I think that's probably it. Mm -hmm. Well, there's many different ways of many different toxins that different ways of it getting in the air. And the biggest one is actually cooking. So by simply getting a better vent, a direct vent kind of yeah. uh, hood range, I think also is a big one. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I know yeah. a lot of the guys are talking about switching out natural gas, just the amount of moisture that comes out of natural gas. Uh, I mean, me personally, I, I have natural gas, but I hear a lot. But the cooking process is one of the highest areas, and most people aren't turning on their, their hood range when they're cooking. So one other question before I let you go. Um, are you familiar with aero barrier and some of those some of those systems? I am. What's your opinion on that? Have you seen good results? I've seen incredible results. Yeah. Uh, from what my understanding is, it's pretty much you're doing it during your blower door test, especially when we talk about vapor open air tight with Rockwool. You know, Aero Barrier is a great product to use when you're using Rockwool because if you, especially if you're trying to go away from using foam and mm -hmm. other, you know, petroleum based products, this is a product that's basically. I think originally they originated, I think, in Texas yeah. uh, doing ductwork. Uh -huh. And now they're doing the entire home. So it really does. I've seen uh, blower door testing starting at, I want to say, around three. And then they just keep basically shooting off the, the aero barrier product and pressurizing the home to fill uh -huh. all the gaps. And I've seen it down to, you know, basically wherever the builder wants to get it down to. So Trey Farmer, who we had on just a few episodes ago, did a passive house here in Austin used Rockwell products and used used aero barrier and that aero barrier I think was one of the one of the key drivers to get his house down to down to kind of uh, that passive threshold oh yeah one yeah, of, and the one passive of, threshold is 0.6 ACH 50 yeah so I've been one to explore it I've never personally used it though but there's there's a really good distributor here in Austin that or a good installer that mm -hmm. that does it. So yeah, and that's cool. similar to a lot of other building products. I think every building product has its place and it's a good product, but it's the installation and having products that are easier to install with yeah. less kind of uh, potential issues with a poor install. I hear that simply the installation behind spray foam can turn it into a you know a toxic 
oh, yeah. a toxic chemical or it can be okay. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Dan, happy Thanksgiving to you, man. Yeah, you too. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll have you on again soon. And, and again, appreciate you being our, uh, our maiden voyage uh, video podcast. Sounds good. All Thank right, man. You, Jared. Have a good one. All right.